Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Cameron. And before we actually start the episode, uh, we would like to ask you to follow us on Twitter, assuming, of course, that you use Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, uh, let us know somehow in a rating. I think a rating would be good. Anyway, if you are following us, if you are on Twitter, <laughs> follow us at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, and also, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever other uh, podcast app that you use that lets you give ratings. Um, and tell your friends about the show. Um or enemies, either one. We'll we'll take them. Anyway, just as you're in a fight to the death, you just yell, "MCU rewind!" Listen to it. Exactly. Yeah. Or even better, just take your friends' uh, phones and then just hit subscribe on our on our show. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're this week we're starting uh, Iron Fist season one. Uh, today we're covering episode one, "Snow Gives Way," which originally premiered on March seventeenth, twenty seventeen. And as usual, here's our rundown of the episode. After being thought dead for 15 years when his family's plane crashed in the Himalayas, Danny Rand returns to New York City and goes to Rand Enterprises to meet with Harold Meacham, his father's old partner. Danny is turned away by security, but fights his way in to uh, where he reunites with Harold's children, Ward and Joy. The Meachams reveal that Harold has been dead for years and do not believe that Danny is who he says he is. Danny is also turned down by Colleen Wing, who he wishes to work for at her newly opened dojo. The Meachams believe that quote-unquote Danny's appearance is a plot by their rivals to disrupt their business, and Ward hires mercenaries to kill Danny. Colleen witnesses him overpower the mercenaries. Ward meets with his not-dead father, who has faked his death, and considers the possibility that Danny survived the plane crash and is this person. Danny attempts to tell Joy about Ward's actions, but she drugs him and has him committed to a mental hospital. Dun-dun-dun. Alright, moving on to our Fast Facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Jenny, what are you doing? Yoga? You move about as fast as a pig. Swimming and gravy. You didn't see that coming? Um, should I even ask? Or just keep going? <laughs> well, okay, so this is what happened. I sat down to watch this episode. I had a lot of energy. I was ready for it. I was like, alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep hitting pause. I'll look up a bunch of things. And I did that for a while. And I still ended up with zero fastbacks. Okay, that that's fair. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I did actually don't have a lot of fastbacks either. Um, we have the title, "A Snow Gives Way," which I'm assuming is a reference to the snow that gave way to allow him to be saved by monks after the plane crash. Um, I know they said like the titles of all these episodes are supposed to sound like martial arts moves, but after extensive go- googling, there is no martial art move. That I could find called Snow Gives Way. <laughs> okay. So they, they yeah. just wanted it to sound like that at least. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have Superhero Landing number 79 when Danny uh, jumps over the taxi. Uh, in actually a thing reminiscent of, to me, uh, Miles Morales in Into the Spider-Verse when he also had to deal with a taxi when he was getting used to his powers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And then I usually do breakdowns of like the main actors, which I'll start doing here. But I'm just going to do Danny and Colleen, and then I'll do the Meachums next episode. Okay. Because I thought it would be way too much. <laughs> um, Danny uh, Rand, Iron Fist, uh, he premiered in Marvel Comics number 15 back in May of 1974 uh, to kind of capitalize on the Kung Fu movies that were coming out at the time. All the Bruce Lee movies that were hidden real big. And he's played by Finn Jones, who his nerd cred is he was Nor- Loris Tyrell in Game of Thrones. And uh, he was in two episodes of the Sarah Jane Smith Adventures. Which no. Have you ever watched those? No. You know, I've kind of wanted to, but every time I consider it, I end up just watching something else. No, that's fair. Um, it's very childlike. For those who don't know, it's a spinoff of Doctor Who, which Alan and I are big fans of. Um, yeah, I tried watching it, and it was just like, it's not for me. It might it's, pro- it's pretty good, but it's just not my cup of tea. So I've watched the first few episodes, and then I've watched, there's one episode with uh, David Tennant and one episode with Matt Smith. So I will have seen those. It's all right. And actually, the one with um, Dave, or with Matt Smith is the episode that um, Finn Jones was in. So huh, I've okay. seen him. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, also, Colleen Wing uh, premiered in Marvel comic or Marvel premiere number nineteen in November of nineteen seventy four. Only four months later, um, she has more nerdy stuff. Jessica Henwick. Uh, she was Nymeria Sand in uh, Game of Thrones, one of the Sand Snakes. She's an X Wing pilot, Jess Tester in Star Wars Episode Seven, hmm. and she's about to be in both Godzilla vs Kong and Matrix Four coming so- soon to the HBO Max near you. Oh, all right. Looking forward to yeah. those movies specifically. Also, like I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's in both of them. Okay. Cool. But that's all my fast facts for this episode. All right. Cool. It is one thing to question the official story, and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't. Mm-mm. Well, good because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I'm the immortal Iron. Weapon of Kun Lan. And I'm fulfilling my destiny. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... Um, so, Tony, I didn't ask you ahead of time like I meant mm-hmm. to, um, like always. Um, <laughs> how are we breaking down exactly where the, the heroes and the side characters are? Because, you know, we, we kind of always, sometimes we'll, we'll move them. Um, yeah. I assume Danny Rand is going to be in the heroes section. Uh, anyone else? I put Colleen there because um, she's the best part of the show. So she is the hero. Okay. I mean, that is true. Well, she gets yeah. very little in this episode. So I wasn't sure if we were going to do one of those like progressive, like eventually she moves up to hero. No type of Colleen's okay. going to be a hero the whole time. <laughs> okay. Works for me. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess we'll start with Danny. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Where should we start? Um, let's see. You know, he he hasn't seen like tech advancements in fifteen years. So like mm-hmm. early when he like when he first shows up and he first walks into the the building, the I don't remember if they give it a name, the Rand Building or the Rand Industries. Yeah. Rand, I, I guess Rand Building. I don't know. Oh, yeah. All right. The the Rand Building. Um, <laughs> um. So that was cool. He was like, you know, playing around with the the touch uh, screen table, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm kind of wondered 
how disappointed he is in like like oh we must be like it's been 15 years i expected more x like i don't know more flying cars or something and i'm really curious what that would have like what kind of went through his head in, in that perspective um but yeah that's it for that yeah i don't i mean yeah he was what <laughs> 10 when he his thing supposed to be like 25 how old I, was he I, for some reason, I imagine twelve, but yeah, somewhere in that range, right? So okay, so he'll be in in mid to late twenties right now. Okay, um, yeah, I guess that's young enough to still think there's gonna be flying cars. I mean, now, like where we are in our thirties, we can look back fifteen years and see, yeah, things have changed, but it hasn't been like crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, they use the the iPod as the like the sign of the times of mm-hmm. like when he was last around technology. Um, oh, about that iPod, I just mm-hmm. gotta say, Marvel has some lofty hopes for musical m- musical devices. Between this and Pericles Walkman, um, still <laughs> working <laughs> after plane crashes and abductions and whatever else Pericles went through. <laughs> Yeah, the Walkman is is weird. I I I would buy uh an iPod working. So I was thinking about this. Um mm-hmm. he didn't have electricity while he was in Kunlun, right? So he can't have been using it. So he didn't like it's just been off for 15 years well, and then he started using it. No, they don't have electricity. I mean, we could presume. Okay, but... I eh, all right. Like um god um you're thinking of Doctor Strange, right? And yeah, I can't I'm thinking of Doctor Strange. Um, I can remember the name of the place. But Doctor Strange's place had the internet. We know that. Yeah, okay. That's true. I just, um, I'm trying to remember if he described it in this episode or, or next week's episode. But basically, he described Kunlun as uh, being on a different plane. And I wonder, I mean, I guess they probably have electricity in different planes. So Yeah. yeah all right. Okay, um, all right, all right, fine. Oh. Yeah, I mean, just because you're on a different plane doesn't mean you have to go, like, the plane of medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right, yeah. that's true. I guess we, we don't know. Uh, I do remember a little bit of, like, sometimes when they do flashbacks to Kunlun in this season mm-hmm. and uh, season two. I never yeah. see electricity, but then again, eh, I mean. You never yeah. see the bathrooms either, and we eh, assume they had some version of those. I mean, you hope really <laughs> i know right <laughs> yeah i mean i think we'll if i remember correctly and you know my memory's faulty you all you listeners know uh-huh. um i think we go into actual flashbacks of kunlun a lot in season two much more than season one. Oh, okay yeah. that explains why the one scene i'm thinking of i know was season two and i can't remember yeah. anything from season one all right yeah. yeah um yeah so he he goes in the building um it strikes me how naive Danny is. Yeah, so that was something like I. So that kind of leads into something else I was going to bring up a little bit later, but I just we'll talk about that one later because it's mm-hmm. a little different. But um, I I kept wondering about that too. Like, is this one of those like cultural things, right? Like, like maybe maybe growing up for the most part, you know, being in Kunlun for the past fifteen years. Like that, he's his assumptions of people have changed. Maybe that, that's all I can think of. Yeah, I mean, my note is like he wasn't like a baby when he left. 
Mm-hmm. He, he understood the he world. He was like a 10, 12, 10, 12 year old kid. They have their own opinions. They can see the world around them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what the capacity of a, a you know intelligence of a kid at 10, but you know, if you still have some memories of at that point, like. Oh, yeah. I mean, kids are pretty sharp. Like, 10 year olds. They think they know everything, but like they have, they they know a lot. They're <laughs> they're they're cognizant of the world around them, <laughs> very they, much so. Gotcha. They pick up on things. They know facts, not all yeah. of them, but enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. One thing when he's going in the office building and his like naivete and how he talks to people, uh, they make me think of like a more violent version of uh Will Ferrell's Elf. Like when Will Ferrell just walks from the North Pole to New York City and goes to see his dad at the Empire State Building. Yeah, that would have been a very different movie also if uh, Will Ferrell... (laughs) It would have been this movie. Because he's just as naive. Yeah. Less less comedy, though. I mean... I mean, yeah. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, since we're talking about his na- naivete, um, na- naivete is that is that the yeah, word? That's the right word. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I I don't think I've ever used it. I've heard people say it, but I've I've never been sure like if, if the context like if it means something slightly different. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that I forgot happened during this episode, and it. I mean, they at least kind of get around it somewhat quickly. But like in this whole episode, he pretty much there's only like one instant where he's trying to actually explain that he is the real Danny. Right. Like everyone Mm -hmm. else says, uh, no, you're not. He died 15 years ago. And then he just keeps saying, no, believe me. Like he never like tries to prove it. He never says anything like. Like, oh, you know, when we were kids, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's this one time, uh, that, that kind of thing, right? Uh, there, there was that time when he was talking to Joy and he was mentioning things, but she said, well, anyone can look that stuff up online. Like, all right. Yeah. And then there's also the part with Ward in the car yeah. uh, a little later. That's right. When Ward pulls out the gun and then he pulls out the gun. and eh, Yeah. He yeah. didn't help his case by wrecking Ward's car. Oh, no. Sure. Also, I'm... Uh, I'm real impressed that uh, for a guy who hasn't ever really driven a car, I mean, yes, he crashes it, but he crashes it intentionally, and he does the whole spiral thing without scraping on the side. I'm afraid when I'm in those things, I'm going to scrape the side of the thing, the car door um, door on the wall. And I've been driving for like 16 years. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I, I hate parking garages for that exact yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I'm impressed. But I... I was thinking about it afterwards, and just like, I, a car is not that hard to operate. I think it's how calm you are and how the muscle memory of the strength of like how sharply to turn and how quickly you hit the brakes or hit the gas. If you are a calm person, like Danny supposedly is trained to be zen to focus on his chi all that new age stuff Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, there's no reason why he wouldn't be able to drive relatively well because he's not going to freak out about it. So, for the most part, I agree with you, except for that part where you mentioned muscle memory. Where did that muscle memory come from for tar- I mean, driving no, I'm a saying car? A, the, right? An average person. No, he's oh, not. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's probably thinking about it more than you or I do when we drive. But he's not going to panic and hit the brakes or hit the gas too hard or something like that. He will hit a wall, but he did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's see. He breaks into his old house, which is weird that it's Joy's house now. Isn't it, or at least to me, it's weird that Joy decided to move into the the house of the family friends who died. Well, I mean, they're not using it. I know, but it's not like she's she's. It's hard for her to find a place. She's a no, that, that's true. Millionaire, I mean, if not a billionaire. I mean, it's it was probably a really good place. Like, it's it's kind of my assumption. Um, right? Like, I don't know if. this part's a little weird like i don't i don't know what happens after the death like does does someone still own it is that owned by the company maybe it's one of those uh situations where like they're like yeah here you're a top executive have a house we own i guess because like danny coming back he owns Mm -hmm. 51 percent of the company that's something they keep saying like oh if he if it turns out it's actually him he owns more of the company than anyone he can make all the decisions um But I have no idea how that would work in real life. Like, would those shares have been dissolved? Would they just be set aside for, like, some amount of time? Like, 20 years or something? I, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I I would assume that it was probably part of the will. Um, that, like, if the parents die, everything goes to Danny. But if, like, something happens to everybody, it might go to Harold Meacham, his partner. And so that would be his place. Okay, that that makes sense. So she got it cheap in mm-hmm. a sense, especially because Harold was, is dead to the world. So yeah, yeah, I got questions about that, but we'll come to that in a little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. But I find it, I still find it weird that she would move in there. It's not like there are plenty of other good places in New York City when you have that amount of money. Yeah, that's true. Uh. I mean, we don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna ding her for it. I, eh. okay. I mean, Tony, if you had a really nice place, mm-hmm. and I could get it for cheap, like after you die, of course. Um, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I probably wouldn't be opposed to it. Yes, but if you had. $150 million to spend on a home, which I'm just throwing that number out there, but she is not mm-hmm. poor. True. <laughs> um, I would hope you would think better about taking the house after I died, because you can find your own house, and it would be weird that I lived here <laughs> and now I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of houses that exist where people have lived there. and now they're Yeah, dead. but not someone you personally know. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's true. I find it weird, and no offense to anyone who does this, because this it's probably it's not a bad idea. But personally, I find it weird people moving into like their parents' home when their parents die or grandparents die, <laughs> and they inherited the house. That's okay. just me, though. <laughs> All right, I 
I probably wouldn't do that because looking at the options of my family members, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, no, I don't. I don't see anything against that. Like, yeah, eh, free house for the most part. Still got to pay whatever taxes on it and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, since we're in this house, I want the reason I really want to bring this up <laughs> is because apparently part of his powers is he can calm dogs. And or can he control animals? Because later we see him like it seems like he's controlling an eagle. <laughs> I think the eagle means something else. Yeah, I don't remember, though. Okay. Like, I, I completely forgot everything about the eagle. And I, I kind of have a little bit of an assumption um, yeah. later in the season. I don't think he was controlling it. Okay. Um, however, I, I don't... I, then again, I don't know. Maybe maybe he has the Disney princess power of working well with animals, calming them, and then getting them to do your bidding. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. And he, he's yeah. still working on getting that power, which is why he, he just calmed down the dog instead of gave it a mop or something. All right, let's run down Danny's powers that we see so far okay, in this episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, dog whispering, uh-huh. at least. Um, a f- uh, car flipping, being able <laughs> to flip, yeah. and parkour. You see a parkour? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, okay, I'll take back parkour. Parkour is not a, a special, like... <laughs> A superpower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People do that. It's like martial arts, just standard martial arts, not a superpower. Cool, <laughs> but not a superpower. Um, really tough feet, I think, is my last one. Am I missing any? Because <laughs> he's just walking around New York City barefoot. Yeah, that's dangerous. Like, you don't know how much broken glass is on the floor in random places, especially yeah. when he's walking around at night. Exactly. I'm worried about tetanus more than anything else taking down Danny Rand. Yeah, exactly. I I don't have no idea how much his iron fist power can heal him. As far as we know right now, he doesn't have any. We don't see any iron fist power this episode. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of one of those things like until like the first time we actually see a power, he could actually just be a random person claiming to be Danny Rand. What if that happened? What if in the the fourth episode, another guy shows up and that's Danny Rand. And who the <laughs> hell is this guy we've been following? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I, would not, I would not mind that. <laughs> Alright. Um, and then he's... I mean, I'm just skipping around. Uh, one of the best scenes in this episode is him... Uh, Avoiding and fighting the, uh, I guess, mercenaries who were hired to kill Danny, the head of security and the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I, I don't have any. <laughs> <That's for it. laughs> we're, we're so bad about talking about any any action related scenes. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, I mean, we actually see him doing some fighting. There, there's some yeah. action, at least. Um, we see Colleen Wing a little bit. You know, she mm-hmm. like she, she notices something's going on, but she's. You know, a little too late to do anything to actually be helpful, but at the same time, she realizes, well, he doesn't need any help, so okay. Yeah. <coughs> um. Well, t- <laughs> I don't want to talk about Colleen. We'll just finish up, Danny. Um. 
Yeah, he's still having flashbacks from the crash, who, you know, after 15 years, he might have been able to cope with it, but I guess not. Yeah, uh, I mean, does that happen every time he meditates? Yes, I think so. We see quick flashes of it when he's meditating, and then also when he's talking about it with Joy at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, he gets drugged and wakes up in a mental hospital, which, frankly, not the worst idea in the world for the other people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. You know, I. At this point, I have a hard time seeing anyone here as the villain, except um, for the part where Ward tried to have him killed. Other yes. than that, yeah, like everyone's kind of reasonable in a sense. Um, is, yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. this is all appropriate reactions, mm-hmm. yeah. except for you know trying to have him killed. Other than that, well, oh yeah, well yeah, just that one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Colleen. Sounds good, yeah. Um, We see her putting up the self-defense flyers that Claire takes at the end of uh, Season 2 of Daredevil. Um, Potentially, she's putting up the same flyers because we don't know where those two things take place in relation to each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I guess my assumption was that that she had been doing this for a while, so she could have just been refilling what has been taken maybe uh but yeah no you're you're right we have no idea yeah she speaks mandarin with danny <laughs> and tries chinese or sorry japanese or no uh no she says can we switch to japanese or english because she's rusty in her mandarin oh okay got it i couldn't remember which one she said she was rusty on hadn't spoken since she was a kid okay yeah yeah it makes sense. Danny speaks Mandarin because Tibet. I actually don't know what language they speak in Tibet, but it's like right next to China. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure there's a, a pretty high population of people in Tibet who speak uh, Mandarin, right? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, also, you know, Colleen speaks three languages at a minimum, two of them well. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. Um, a question mm-hmm. about Colleen. Is she planning to stab somebody? <laughs> <laughs> She's always walking around with that sword. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, I'm trying to remember a specific scene where I was wondering that. Um, was that a fake sword that she had? That, Cause there was a, a, a different scene no, where she is walking season around. T- uh, episode two. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. We'll talk um, about that. I don't remember. Um, if that was a, are, are you sure that that was a real, that at that point in time, that was a real sword? Yes. Uh, it's, she never unsheathed it, but it's a real okay. sword. All right. Then yes. <laughs> yes. She's totally planning <laughs> if need be to <laughs> stab somebody. Well, I'm, I'm makes... imagining this like the agents of shield, um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the icer knockout. versus yeah. The icers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So So but in, in her case, she would always be unsheathed. Because that's pretty much what the shieldies do. Well, no, I mean like No, no with, the, with the, hmm? she no, if it was going to be the same as an icer, where if the sheath is on as an icer, 
and the sheath is off, it's just a regular bullet. Using that analogy. She would start swinging with the um, sheath on, and then if it flew off, she would just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, that that would fit what we say in Ancient (laughs) Shield. Um, I was going more with um, the Icer would be the the fake sword. Um, Mm -hmm. Because in in Episode 2, she has the the wooden one. Um, And I'm thinking real bullets, like with Ancient Shield, uh, it's the unsheathed sword um yeah maybe she leaves it. it's more random in shield at least yeah. from our point of view that's true yeah we don't know she could randomly like decide which uh weapon she walks out with every morning she just like, <laughs> sticks her hand into a into a box and grabs something whatever the first we do thing a is. spinning carousel of both blades and wood kind of yeah. like russian roulette and you just grab what you got yeah exactly that's that's fair. <laughs> I mean, until we know otherwise, it's an entirely possible scenario that isn't it very possible. Mm, yeah. I mean, we know she's in the hero section because she gives Danny shoes, which potentially saves him from tetanus. Yeah. I, mean, I guess that's good. <laughs> and she has a sword, which now she, a sword counts as a power in my opinion <laughs> as much as a bow and arrow counts as a power a sword counts as a power I mean, well yeah <laughs> yeah i mean when you start looking at all the other heroes you know for the most part their powers are offensive capabilities so yeah mm-hmm. true yeah uh, uh anything else for colleen no i think we covered everything for her okay um, all right, take a quick ad break. Yeah. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. Danny sent all but the brown M&Ms. <laughs> That's supposed to mean something? All right. Um, <clears throat> Tony, uh, when you need to get out of work for a day, uh, but you don't have a good reason at all, I'm guessing you have to think of some complicated story to tell, like your hamster escape and... It's holding people hostage by threatening to set off explosives. Am I right? A hundred percent. Which is a horrible way to do it because anyone with access to the internet can find out that hamsters can't hold matches. Their cute little hands are way too small. (laughs) Tony, what you need to do instead is call our friends at Day Off Excursions. When you need to get away, they will create an entire plan to fake your death, immediately getting you out of any responsibilities you previously had. Does your kid have a school talent show next week? Easy. Day off excursions will help you go missing in a whitewater rafting accident. What about a big meeting you were just roped into running and you're not prepared at all? They're always ready with emergency plans. For example, back when the snap happened, they jumped right in and got so many people off of work for a whole five years. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free piece of technology that's popular right now and will be used as a sign of the times when you return, like a pager or an umbrella. <laughs> this reminds me mm-hmm. of um, I know no one I know listens to this podcast because we have a bunch of supportive friends and family. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, my wife and I decided uh, we didn't want to go somewhere with some friends. This is a while back. Okay. Uh, like before we were in lockdown for the pandemic, 
but after people knew what COVID was. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. We were going to go out with some friends, and then um, I didn't. We didn't feel like it, and then my wife goes, "You want to tell them? Uh, tell people we got COVID?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. <laughs> Just say I have a migraine or something. <laughs> Don't jump to that." <laughs> But she's always ready. Okay, she's, she's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, the harder you go, the less questions people ask. <laughs> that is one hundred percent true. Uh, you know, I always hate it when I write these ads and forget to include the thing that made me decide to actually write that specific one, <laughs> like um, mentioning something about being gone for fifteen years. Like, huh, missed that. Oh well. <laughs> hey, you got in there with the the piece of technology. Yeah, I got something at least to link to the show. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Ready to move on to their villains? Uh, yes. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Stay right there, boy. Submit to me without further incident. And your friends will be granted a merciful death. Um, so same question as before. Tony, who who do we consider the villains right now? I put all three of the Meachams in there. Joy was flexible until she drugged um until she drugged Danny at the end. Okay, got it. Alright. Okay, yeah. work, works for me. I mean, as far as the series goes for um, you know, the season at least, a little bit of spoiler, sorry to people who haven't watched it yet. Um, I mean, they, they basically are villains for the most part. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, other characters too, but um, okay. Yeah. I, I was not sure about them at all. all right, I will keep that in all, mind for next week. All three of them are either aligned against Danny or are hindrances to Danny, what he wants to do, which is question. I forgot to put this in notes. Oh, huh. Danny went to see Harold. What does he want to do? We have no idea. Okay. Right? Because he never gets that far. Everyone just keeps saying, no, you're not Danny. Yep. I Honestly, I think he just wants his control of the company. Like, if I va- I vaguely remember something along those lines. See, I don't remember. I just think that wouldn't make sense. Like, I, the way I, we see him, mm-hmm. why would a guy like that want control of the company? I think he wants his life back. I, I think he wants to live this life again. Okay. And I okay. I don't feel like that would be a, a spoiler. Um mostly because I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, well that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um so. to be fair, I'm trying to be super positive about I'm not super positive. I'm trying <laughs> to be fair to this. Um because the first time I saw Iron Fist I think after a few episodes, I just started watching it like in the background of things. Mm. So I am not clear on the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't remember the plot. I mean, this was what twenty seventeen, so we're at um, three and a half years ago. So yeah, yeah. Where season two, I was really into it, especially since I went to Comic Con that previous summer, and it, this was this and Cloak and Dagger were the only Marvel things at that Comic Con. So I was really into it. <laughs> I saw them, I went to the panels, all that stuff. All right. (laughs) But that's not this. All right. right, So we got another ward. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, I keep saying his name out loud too and thinking the wrong guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ward Meacham. Um, sorry to any wards out there, but apparently you're all bad guys. <laughs> I mean, I guess Which... so. Yeah, we're going to have to add that to like a list and keep that in mind. Yeah. 100% of the wards in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far have been at least antagonists. I'm trying to think of uh, characters named Ward in other shows and in real life, but I don't think I've met any Wards. I'm on Wikipedia looking up Ward, given name, <laughs> fictional. We've got the two Wards in Iron Fist and S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Ward Cameron in uh, Outer Banks Netflix series. Uh, Ward Cleaver from Leave it a Beaver. And Ward Zabbok from Final Fantasy VIII, a game I have not played in probably like 15, maybe 20 years. Okay. So I don't remember that character. <laughs> All right. I have not seen either of those two TV shows, and I have not played that video game. So I can only assume that they were all villains. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ward Cleaver was the dad. Yeah, he was the Beaver. Beaver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Total villain. Um, I'm reading about... No, he was just a minor character. Ward in um, Final Fantasy VIII. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, probably worked for the bad guys in some fashion, I bet. Okay. No. Oh, wait, no. Let me have this. Tony, I need this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, totally. I think he worked for the bad guys. (laughs) Oh, really? I mean, I was kidding. Now now I'm curious. Sweet. Well, I'll take it. Someone's going to... Well, you know what? I was going to say someone's going to get mad at me go go ahead get mad at me talk to me on twitter at least i know you're out there (laughs) (laughs) that's the easiest way to get feedback right you got to say the wrong thing on the internet and then someone will have to correct you that's true um yeah so ward and joy justifiably freaked out that danny is supposed to be dead and just coming out of nowhere yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Ward had a good reason, right? They, he, his assumption was this is corporate espionage. They were about to announce something, some expansion. And, you know, at a minimum, if this person shows up, then there's like all these questions about who owns the company and leadership and all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it makes sense to be questionable about the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, in it, addition it to does. that. Oh. Oh, I'm just going to say that, yeah, it makes sense. Um, Also, even if it wasn't this time of this big expansion in China and stuff like that, this guy just shows up pretending or claiming to be this friend who has been dead for 15 years. Yeah, Um, I kind of wonder how many times this is like someone has tried that in those 15 years. You think this is like an Anastasia situation? Yeah, something like that, right? You know, it's this person who's presumed dead. Um, Like, yeah, someone probably has tried that. Maybe they didn't actually get past security. um, But, yeah. uh, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially a missing billionaire or billionaire son, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, the other thing I have for Ward is he's been a jerk since he was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> that was really the one note I wrote down for him too. Yeah, yeah. 
Not even, like, he cheats at Monopoly. He doesn't even try to hide it. He's just saying, I do it because I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of gave me this impression that, well, one, at the time he was a teenager, but also he was <laughs> really taking after his dad probably at that point. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see him interacting with his dad as an adult, and he's just there, wants to uh, please his father. So it's like, use him as a role model as a kid and just like a sycophant for him as an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but that's all I have for Ward. Yeah. Uh, I guess Joe, Joy? Yeah. Joy. Sounds good. <laughs> Joe, who, Joe, Joy, whoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so she sees Danny in front of her house, and I just said maybe starts believing him. I think I missed the note. Why does she start believing him? Because he can do a backflip. I don't. I don't think she believed him based off of that. I think she okay. like she was kind of thinking he kind of looks like Danny. Yeah. Um. And that's it. I mean, he he did list off all of the those facts, but. Mm-hmm. Again, like she was the one who pointed out, anyone can look those things up online. No, it's true. Yeah, they. You were right. They totally should have just asked something that only he knows. Yeah, exactly. Like, but but they didn't even want to try, right? Like, yeah. I, I guess that's part of the flaw on their part. They're like, okay, say something. Give me give me something to to try and prove it, and mm-hmm. and then maybe he would have had a chance. Or not, given what we've seen of this character, like he seems to keep messing up his his chances. Um, like when he, you know, kidnapped Ward for you know thirty seconds, um, he had a chance to actually talk there, um, but he didn't. He just went off and complained. So, eh, he probably would have screwed it up if given the chance anyway. Yeah, I find it weird how quickly they dismiss the fact that he could be Danny. Especially knowing, well, Joy doesn't know this, but um, Ward knows that his dad is doing the same thing. Yeah, that's true. His dad did fake his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, We'll probably find this out later. Al, do you remember, don't tell me, but do you remember <laughs> why he faked his own death? Um, I... I don't remember the exact specifics, but yes. Okay. Yeah, for the most part, I, I I remember a couple of things related to it. Okay, I was just going to go off on a random conjecture. Oh, okay. But if you, if you kind of know. <laughs> well, do, do you want to say it now as a theory and I could say how? Uh, no, I don't have it. one. I was going to like try to figure it out with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. He did it. Because he ripped off Willy Wonka and he's hiding from the Oompa Loompas. You are incredibly close. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was Charlie. Good. Oh, damn. <laughs> Charlie seems cutthroat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once he got a hold of the Oompa Loompas, now he's in charge <laughs> of the factory. Oh, yeah. He went chocolate mad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what? There's a canon sequel to Charlie and Chocolate Factory. The book was The Gla- Glass Elevator. Never read it. Never uh-huh. going to. I'm just going to imagine he went mad. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Weren't there like a series of books? Well, there were a few. There may be. I don't know. 
Okay. <laughs> I know there's at least one sequel. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else for Joy. Do you? Oh, no. I was actually shifting to Harold. That's why I brought him up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Missed that. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Harold. Um, Harold asks the big questions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the one note I have is that he gave this actual thought. He's thinking, hey, this might actually be Rand, uh, be Danny Rand. Like, and if so, why is he back now after mm-hmm. so long? Why does he know martial arts? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, big, the big questions I wrote, whether, what does he want? Are his parents still alive? And how did he learn martial arts? The big, the big important things. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be fair, he, from what we can tell, Harold actually has time. He's not really running a business anymore. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's doing stuff, but he's just got people for that. Yeah, I mean, true. And from what I can tell, only two people know he's alive. I mean, he probably has a whole staff. But you want to keep a small staff if you're trying to keep your existence the secret. Yeah, that's that's probably for the best. Things leak e- easily. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if the reason he went into hiding is uh, maybe he wants to be able to do stuff without um, being caught. Like, illegal, more control things. And, you, like, you can't accuse a dead man of murder. <laughs> I mean... I mean, you, you can, but like yeah. a new murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to punish the dead. Yeah, you have to, like, call in someone, like, you know, a sorcerer, the, or, like... The Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Hailstrom. Maybe Ghost Rider, if, if you can. Yeah, I mean, depends what kind of dead person they are. If they're really bad... That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's all I have for our villains. Unless you have anything else. No. Same here. That's it. Not, not too much. No. All right. I'm moving on to the guy in the chair. Yeah. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people with abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Who, who, do, who do we have? I, Is... I, I, I have Big Al. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Completely forgot about him. Um, I just want to mention that my namesake in this Marvel Cinematic Universe is Tony Stark. <sighs> Yours is Big Al the Hunter-Gatherer. <laughs> Who dies in this episode also, so... I know. Yeah, great. (laughs) No, he's just like... He's just a a friendly, friendly, homeless drug addict. And he's nice to, um... To Danny. That's... Like, there's not a lot to say. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's sad. Um, his story, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. he... Stole... He knew how to steal people's phones and use them for a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, apparently was... people don't lock their phones in 2017. I don't. Think I locked my lock phone in 2017. <laughs> really, really. I, I mean, I, I I think there are a lot of people who don't lock their phones. Uh, <sighs> I'm basing that off of nothing. Or they do lock their phones, but their pin is like one 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 one. 
Yeah, that that I've seen. <laughs> so that might be the exact situation. This guy's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I can't wait for these long, these nice conversations with um Big Al and Danny till the end of the show. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah. All right. Well. That was that was good. Do you have anyone else for a guy in the chair? <laughs> I mean, as a character, there's the actual guy in the chair, the guy that like the assistant person who oh, works yeah. for Harold. But I have no notes for that guy. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, you ever watched Thirty Rock? Uh, no. Oh, Elise and I are rewatching it, and it's um. There's a character who's the assistant to Alec Baldwin's character, who's like that guy. So for, he's much more obsessed. <laughs> At least, maybe this guy's very obsessed with um Harold. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, Harold did say, you know, you pay him twice what they're worth, and it builds loyalty. It, it also means they're working till midnight, so there's that. Well, yeah, but I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Twelve percent uh, of the plan. Yeah. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself. 12% credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I... I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Um, so I've got one. Um, right. the opening sequence, nothing special. That's it. I just wanted to call yeah. it out. Yeah. I, I have the sequence. It's like, it's inky. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it's, it's weird. Of like compared to how much thought they put into the other Netflix shows introductions. Like this one is him. I guess it shows his motions and his fluidity when he moves. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that you've got like the the background isn't anything special either. You've got like some forests uh-huh. type of stuff. You've got a, some mountains. Yeah, and then New York City eventually fades in. Oh yeah, like, showing too, his yeah. diff his different. Um, yeah. Homes? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had that, and then I had um just the choreography in this. Um, I don't think it's bad not bad fighting i think it's um it feels slow compared to daredevil and i think that's a pro- one of the main problems with the show yeah the I, I vaguely remember that the the martial arts that we see in this show like really varies in terms of quality mm-hmm. like sometimes it seems really good other times it just looks really bad and i like in a sloppy way which is weird, so like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, which I, I think... Feel, oh, sorry? I feel A lot of blame goes on to Finn Jones, but I think that's probably unfair. I think the thing is, it's a lack of imagination either on the director's part or the fight coordinator's part. Yeah, which, if I recall, I didn't look this up, uh, but I was under the impression that the fight coordinator was the same person who did the fights for um, Daredevil. I'm not sure, because they made a big deal of a new fight coordinator in season two, being someone we know. Like, someone okay. people know. 
Okay. Eh, well, we can look that up. I'm, I'm sure we'll be complaining about their fighting style yeah. again at some point. So we'll we'll bring that up in a later episode. Um, all right. Anything else with your 12% of the plan, Tony? No, that's it. All right. Well, then in that case, how do you want to rate the episode? I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? Um, Al, how many... Okay, I was... First of all, I gotta say this. I was looking up iPods. <laughs> this should be a first-gen iPod because of the year he disappeared. But it has a click wheel, which first-gen iPods didn't. So, how many not quite first one and a half gen iPods will you give this episode? <laughs> uh, ooh, one and a half gen iPods. Um, it, just just iPods. You don't have to try and multiply it by one and a half oh, to get how much is. Good. I was gonna try that, and I knew I was just gonna mess up, you know, on air and everything. Uh, um, I mean, it was an intro type of thing. We got the stories to all these completely new characters no one that we've met before at all um and i feel like they didn't really draw me in at all uh, especially i kept complaining about danny and his lack of actually trying to prove he is who he is mm-hmm. so um, i'm gonna go pretty low um with like a, a two and a half oh yeah yeah um i'm not gonna go as low as you I'm gonna give it uh probably three and a half. We do wait, do we do this out of five or ten? <laughs> I was trying to remember that too as I was talking. Um I'm pretty sure we do it out of five. Okay. I'm gonna go with <laughs> That's what happens when you two don't and a watch, half. Yeah. I'm totally going with you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like, that felt really high when I said it. Okay, no no wonder you when you said that mine was low. I was like, oh, yeah, that's no, the yeah. That's, that's the middle point. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. I almost said five. Five out of ten. I'm just like, I want to see your reaction now. Um, I, I would have been very confused, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that good. Five. Perfect episode. All right. Um, You want to wrap it up for us, Al? Yeah, it sounds good. I think we've talked enough about this the show, this episode at least. Uh, not the show. We have, I don't know how many more episodes. Anyway, um, everyone, you can join well, us next week. We'll we'll be we'll be talking about episode two of uh, Iron Fist: Shadow Hawk Takes Flight. Um, and uh, in the meantime, please remember to follow us on Twitter. We're at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Uh, and until then, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Oh.